The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. Jesus said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management, because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, What will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do, so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So, summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. And he asked another, And how much do you owe? He replied, A hundred containers of wheat. And he said to him, Take your bill and make it eighty. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, Make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much, and whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The Gospel of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we um, thank you for... Uh, the great blessing to us uh, that is your word, your word of truth. We pray now that you would come and uh, bring clarity about it. We pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would lead us and guide us and cause us to think the things that you would have us to think and to believe the things that you would have us to believe. Uh, That we would, as Paul wrote, uh, believe the word of truth that there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the Lord Jesus Christ. Draw our hearts to you. Draw our hearts to our Savior. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, I was a kid once. And I have some kids. And what I remember and what I can see in my own house replaying itself um, is that children know where to go to get what they want. Um, I can remember thinking, okay, I've really messed up this time, so that means I need to go to my mom, or uh, I have really stepped, I've really stepped in some sort of social Thing you know, sort of um, stepped out of the good graces of someone else 
So I need to go see Dad because he'll say, oh, you know what, no big deal. I was going to go to my advocate. Uh, and, and my advocate, well, I knew who, who was going to be uh, my advocate de- depending on what my problem was. Sometimes it was going to be my mom. Sometimes it was going to be my dad. And I'm sure that, that never happened in y'all's house. But uh, I, I knew where to go to get what I wanted. And I can see that in my kids uh, sometimes uh, where, um, in, in fact, my son Luke, who just turned three yesterday, um, as, as early as six months ago, two and a half years old, uh, I can remember he would say something like, you know, I want some apple juice. And I'd say, not right now, buddy. And he said, Mommy told me I could. <laughs> Mommy's not here right now. <laughs> Mommy didn't say anything about apple juice. But he knew how to try, or at least he was, he was shrewd. He was trying to get uh, what he wanted, and he knew he was trying to figure out how to do it. We come to a, a passage, really, a, a really difficult, actually, um, confusing parable. Uh, but essentially what we have, uh, it, Jesus is telling us a story about a man who knew where to go and how to get what he wanted. Now, the steward has been wasteful. Um, it's interesting. Now, this comes right on the heels of Luke 15. You know what's in Luke 15? Uh, the, the three lost and found parables, the lost sheep and the lost coin, and then the prodigal son and the elder brother. And what is the, the Bible word that means wasteful is prodigal. So the son, the prodigal son, had been, he was wasteful. He took his father's inheritance and he wasted it. And he woke up uh, in his poverty, uh, feeding the pigs, and said, what am I doing? And he went back uh, to his father who... Uh, he was going to have this whole speech. You know the story. He had his whole speech, and, and he went back to the father, and the father wouldn't hear the speech. He just welcomed him back in as his son. But here, the very next passage, uh, he, the, the three lost and found parables were, were Jesus talking to the Pharisees, but he seems to turn to his disciples, Probably, maybe not necessarily in the presence of the Pharisees. Maybe the, they've moved on, but, but Luke is, is following this on purpose. And we see, again, someone who is wasteful, but this time it is a steward, a manager, someone who has been, uh, it was a very common practice for, um, for wealthy persons, that they would have someone who was in charge of their estate, and while the wealthy person was out, he was a knight or something, he was out fighting battles, or he was just a vacationer and off gallivanting, whatever he was doing, uh, there was someone at home who was hiring and firing the servants, and he was uh, in charge of the assets and over the... Uh, the different transactions and um, of the house. He's managing the house. Well, this particular steward wasn't working out too good, and he was being wasteful. Uh, in fact, it seems that the um, that that the uh, he really didn't know about the affairs over which he was supposed to manage. In fact, when he goes when he goes and talks to the people who owe his master money, he doesn't say, "No, look, you owe a hundred dollars." So. Re- 100 jugs of oil, so, so why don't you just write down 50? He says, so tell me again how much you owe. What if your bank was, you went to the bank and, and the credit card is saying, eh, just whatever, what is it again that you think, how much have you paid? That would be ludicrous. He, isn't, he has not done his job. The judgment of the master is, uh, is well-deserved. Is well-deserved. And he sees judgment coming. In fact, the master says, you're going to have to give me an account of whatever it is you have an account of because you're not going to 
be the, the manager anymore. And in his last minutes of being a manager, he calls the debtors and he, and he gives them a discounted rate. Now, the reason we, why he does that is because he's concerned w- about where he's going to live. He's lived in the house of the master. And he's about to get kicked out of the house of the master. He needs a, he needs a house to live in. He needs somewhere, a roof over his head. And so he devises a plan and he makes friends. And what does he do? How does he do it? He actually spends the manager's wealth, right? It's, it's the manager who loses out on this. I mean, the, the master who loses out because he doesn't get his hundred jugs of oil or his hundred uh, barrels of wheat. He, he just gets half or, or whatever it is that he is owed. So it's, he, the, the manager, the dishonest manager, spends the master's wealth in order to get into a house in order because he sees that he needs somewhere to dwell. Now, Jesus sort of leaves the extrapolation to us, but he says that people are shrewd in their business dealings and people aren't shrewd in their eternal dealings. The extrapolation is this. Where do we go not to get have an earthly dwelling, but an eternal dwelling? Now, because judgment's coming. It's the fact. It's the judgment of the Master. Because, and it is well-deserved. And yet, rather than turning to friends or, or whatever it is, like the prodigal son, we turn back to the good graces of the Master. And in fact, the debts have already been paid. He has paid them. And we uh, are... Because of His grace, we are assured that we will have uh, eternal dwellings. So we know where to go to get what we want. And in fact, we get to spend the Master's wealth lavishly on other people, like the steward. But we're not building relationships so that we get uh, a house. We're building relationships so they can get a house. But the wealth of the Master to live with us uh, in eternity. Now it's interesting uh, because um, what Jesus says next is he actually sort of marries uh, the the idea of the integrity in the workplace, this manager, with this uh, with the Christian who knows who his master is and is turned not to the the dealings of friends, but back to the dealing and the good grace of the master. And he says. That whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. And whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If you then, who have not been faithful with dishonest wealth, and he doesn't mean, what that, the way I understand that is not wealth that is acquired dishonestly, but is, uh, is sometimes translated unrighteous wealth. It's wealth that does not have to do with righteousness. It's just secular wealth. It's just money. It's amoral, not immoral. Um, but if, if you have uh, been faithful with, if you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, then who will entrust to you the true riches? In other words, there, uh, the grace of the master that we have received should affect our relationships and how we live our lives, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's uh, in our lives. It's, there should be integrity. Um, there should be integrity in how we do the, the the fact that we have been allowed into heaven, into eternal life by the grace of the Master, should affect 
I mean, it should blow our minds. It should, you know, sometimes, if you're like me, sometimes I, I feel like um, I take it for granted. That it's easy just to kind of think, well, I, I have salvation, and that's sort of my job, is to tell other people about that. I mean, literally, my vocation. Um, and I go home, and, and what I have been studying all day has little to do with, with how I treat my wife or my kids or how I react to the way that they treat me. But friends, it, it shouldn't be so. I don't think I'm alone in that. Um, and, and that doesn't make... All, all that means is, is that we need to repent. That we need to say our prayers and we need to ask God uh, to give us the grace uh, to spend His wealth uh, on them, on others. Um, just like it's interesting, it's important to know that He is speaking here to believers he is speaking to those who are, are his disciples, those who have committed to following him. Because what we do, like the manager, we turn to other sources to get what we want rather than the one true source. I, I remember I had just a, a dilemma just the other day. Sort of a big dilemma. And I wanted to, I, could, I thought about 16 people that I wanted to go and ask what, what they thought about what I should do. And and, and yet there was this, this sense, it's not that it's wrong to seek godly counsel, but uh, it was, there's just this sense, this is, you don't need to go run and t- talk to other people, you need to pray. You need to, you need to just, you need to seek what the Lord has to, has to say to you. I wish I could tell you I got this great answer and it all worked out great. I, I'm still working on it. Uh, and, and I do feel like in that case, I, I've been able to, sort of been released to, to to speak to a couple of people and, and get their advice on, on those things. But, um, but where do I go first? Where's my knee-jerk reaction? Well, it's the one uh, who can help me in little things, who has been faithful in much, can help me in the little things, so that when I'm faithful in little things, He will help me be faithful in much. He has been faithful with our eternal salvation by giving us His Son, Jesus Christ. So let us dwell in the house of the Master and take refuge in the knowledge of His grace, that He has paid our debts and He has allowed us um, care and stewardship over the things He has given to us. Not so we can earn His grace or earn His favor, but so we can rest in His grace. Thanks be to God. Amen.